Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome you into the Cross Country Mortgage Campus here in Berea, Ohio. Welcome to Draft Week 2023. I'm Jason Gibbs coming up on this week's edition of the best podcast available, special pre-draft edition, the one and only Dane Brugler from The Athletic. Get his draft guide now, the 309-page The Beast, by subscribing to The Athletic. Dane Brugler. Draft extraordinaire and draft guru will join us coming up in just a couple minutes. The NFL draft this year, once again, the Cleveland Browns will not have a first-round pick for the second consecutive year, thanks in part to the Deshaun Watson trade. We will not have a second-round pick either. Compliments of our trade with the New York football Jets to grab wide receiver Elijah Moore. Our first pick comes in the third round at pick number 74 late on Friday night. We'll have two third-round picks at 74 and pick number 98. We'll have two fourth-round picks, two fifth-round picks, a sixth-rounder, and a seventh-rounder. Eight total picks in all. We'll see if by Saturday afternoon that is still the case. But as of today, Wednesday, the day before the NFL draft, we do have eight draft picks and it will be interesting to see how things unfold, especially as we get into day two and day three. We'll have more for you on our draft coverage coming up in just a few minutes. Right now, let's get right down to it, though. Dane Brugler, he is the draft guru right up there in terms of the best who covered the NFL draft. I had a chance to sit down and talk with him about the top positions in this draft, about the guys that could be available on day two and day three. We talk a little Buckeyes because everybody wants to know where those Ohio State players are going to go. All that and more, a comprehensive look at the 2023 NFL Draft with Dane Brugler. Have a watch and have a listen. Here on the best podcast available, happy to be joined now by the great NFL Draft analyst, our resident draft analyst, Dane Brugler. From The Athletic, you can get his draft guide. 308 pages, kids. Trust me, I printed it out. Multiple copies. Everybody in the building loves me right now. Uh, 308 pages. You can get it with your subscription to The Athletic. Dane Brugler, appreciate a few minutes of your time on this crazy, crazy draft week. Maybe not so crazy for the Browns, especially on Thursday night, but Come Friday and then into Saturday, a lot of opportunities uh, for the Browns to improve that roster a little bit. Yeah, no quite. I mean, Browns fans, they're NFL fans. And so this is a big week for the NFL. Um, a lot of teams are going to get better. And, you know, it'll start in the first round, but there, there'll be some starters uh, on day two coming out of this draft. And uh, with the Browns having multiple third round picks, you know, I think they could be encouraged uh, about maybe some of the options that'll be uh, there for them at that point. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be, a, a, you know, just craziness at the top. We still don't know how the quarterback situation is going to play out the top 10. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of 
interesting picks towards the end of the first round, maybe some big surprises. Remember last year with Cole Strange to the Patriots and, you know, that no one saw that coming. We could have a few more of those this year. Uh, Cause I think the grades between picks, you know, 20 and 60, they're, they're pretty similar. Um, and I, I think a lot of teams, uh, you know, fancy to remember team draft boards. They're not like this, you know, my, my draft guides got everyone included because, you know, I want to make sure everyone's, uh, everyone's in there, but most team draft boards are 120 names, 130 names, uh, maybe some a little, some of them uh, fewer, some of them more, but it's it's not a lot of names. And so towards the end of the first round, we could definitely see some surprises. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Talking with Dane Brugler, you can follow him on Twitter at DP Brugler. Let's talk about that day two. Uh, you and I had talked about it off air. I, I, I've heard you talk about it and I've heard it uh, at the NFL Combine, you know, after day two, kind of a fall off. So the, the Browns, they have the assets to move back up if they want to get some additional picks on day two. But day two seems to be that day that if you're going to get some guys, day two is the day to do that. Yeah, I think somewhere in that fourth round, I think, is where it's going to be. We see a little bit of a drop off. Um, and so I think those early fourth round picks are going to be pretty valuable. Um, and, the, you know, the Browns have one of those. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they're OK parting with and if they did you know, make a move up. Um, and, you know, but maybe it, when they're sitting there in, in, in the 70s, maybe the guys they have their eye on, maybe they're wiped out. And so maybe you move back. Uh, even a few spots and you pick up uh, a, a future draft pick for next year. Um, and, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's tough. Cause you don't know how those first 70 picks are going to play out. You let the board fall to you. I'm sure there will be a few times where they'll be making some calls and, well, Hey, this, this guy is, if he gets past 60, we're, we're going to take a hard look at, okay, what's it going to cost for us to move up here 10 spots or, uh, you know, there will be a few of those. I, I promise you that now if they actually do it, we'll have to see, but I think certain positions are stronger than others, especially edge rushers. Um, you know, defensive tackle is interesting because so many teams need those defensive tackles. So even some of my guys that I've ranked as third round type of players, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up in the second guy like, uh, you know, Jervon Dexter from Florida or Zach Pickens, South Carolina uh, guys that, you know, this team I think could have on the radar. They could go in that late second round or before the Browns pick because a lot of teams are looking for those big men in the middle, uh, you know, the, the, uh, really bolster that defensive line depth uh, like we know the Browns are looking to do. So it, it gets really interesting at that point in draft. The other big note as you look at this draft class in its entirety, it's an older class. Like right. the, there, There's a lot of guys that due to the COVID uh, uh, era and – stayed in school maybe a year or two longer and you're, you're getting guys that aren't necessarily 20 21 years older they're a few years older and that makes a big difference yeah and you factor in um nil as well where a lot of t a lot of guys are okay staying in college another year because they're getting paid like professionals um and so you know it, it, it usually this is the lowest number of underclassmen we've had come out in the last uh you know five seven years because a lot of underclassmen had options and you know what, the chance to stay in school, make money, get better. 
and not have to become a professional right away to support my family, you know, I'll take advantage of that. And so several underclassmen did. And it, it, it does have a uh, ripple effect about, you know, the, the pool of draft uh, prospects here. And so, you know, we know the Browns are typically a, an organization that pays attention to age, uh, especially in the top 100 picks. I think on, once you get on day three, you're willing to compromise a little bit. Uh, but you want younger players, especially at those premium position. And uh, we'll have to see how, uh, you know, how they juggle that because not, it's not always ideal. Um, and in a draft like this, when you're not picking until, uh, you know, the, the early third round, maybe you have to compromise a little bit on uh, certain things with prospects and age might be one of them. All right. If you take a look at this draft class again in its entirety, what's the deepest position on defense? What's the deepest position on offense? Offense, um, I probably go running back. Um, it's uh, you know Bijan at the top. He's going to go early, and you should go early. I think the moment Bijan Robinson's drafted, uh, he'll be a top ten running back in the NFL. Uh, I, I don't say that lightly. I, I think he's that good of a player. Um, and you know, after, soon after that, we'll see Jameer Gibbs, and then really on day two, that's where I think a lot of the value at the position is going to come. I think we'll see a run on these guys in the third round. Um, but even in the fourth round, fifth round, I think you're going to feel good about some of the options that are left for you. So running back, really loaded position this year. Um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention tight end as well. This is a this is one of the stronger tight end classes we've seen the last decade. Um, we could have as many as three, four guys go in the first round. Um, I think the over under right now is uh, maybe two and a half. And so, you know, you, traditionally we see. Uh, tight end teams waiting until day two to take their tight end but this year it's just it's different because the, the, these guys are so talented Michael Mayer Dalton Kincaid uh, Luke Musgrave Darnell Washington um, I'm a big fan of Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State South Dakota State all they do is produce tight ends uh, how about the great Steve Hyden uh, back in the day uh, from yes. the uh, it, it, the, since 1976 South Dakota State has only had three top 100 picks uh, or excuse me two top 100 picks Tucker Craft would be the third the first two, Steve Hyden and uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, still playing with the Eagles. So uh, it's tight end, a little bit of a tight end you from F FCS. Um, but tight end's a, a really loaded position. Sam Laporta and uh, Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan. And, and it really stretches until day three. So on offense, running back tight end. On defense, edge rusher. Uh, edge rusher and corner. Uh, corners, we're going to see a lot of those guys drafted uh, in every round. Um, you know, first round, Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, those guys will go early. We'll see maybe five corners go in the first round, but it's not going to slow down. Second round, third round, fourth round. We'll see plenty of corners drafted. And there's a little bit of a blurred line there with some nickels. And, um, you know, I, I think more so than ever, the lines are blurred with with uh, with that position. And then also um, uh, edge rushers, uh, you know, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, both those guys are in the mix to go number two in this draft. Uh, but then it's it's going to stretch. We're going to see plenty of edge rushers off the board, rounds two, rounds three, rounds four. Um, you know, once you get into that third, fourth, fifth round range, you're looking at sub package guys or, you know, guys you just want to add to the rotation. But we think that's probably what you know the Browns are going to be looking for at this point, where they're picking. You add another guy to the rotation, some fresh legs. You know, we know they drafted the position last year uh, with Alex Wright, uh, then Isaiah Thomas. Um, you know, keep adding to it. You know, keep adding uh, – uh, you know, guys that can you can work in there and uh, help put pressure on the pocket. This wide receiver class back to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, mm -hmm. A couple guys on day one, obviously, but not the buzz that maybe we've had in, in years past at that position. 
Is that one of those positions that after day two, it kind of drops off pretty dramatically? Or can you still find value on that day three? You can always find value, I think, because there's so many of these guys that someone's bound to fall through the cracks, right? Um, you know, if a, if a Jaden Reed at a Michigan State, if he were to fall to day three, love the value at that point. Um, you know, he's not the not the biggest guy at uh, you know, 5'11", right around 190 pounds, but he has speed and he plays much bigger than that. He has outstanding ball skills, uh, plays well through contact, um, and that's why he, I, I gave him a third-round grade. I think he's a top 100 pick, but if he were to fall to the fourth round, love the value at that point. Uh, Trey Palmer in Nebraska, 6'2", 220 pounds, or no, excuse me, uh, he, he's he's smaller than that. He's six foot, 190 pounds. Uh, you know, he has that take a top off a of defense type of speed. Um, you know, he's uh, that vertical stretch guy that defenses have to respect. Um, and, and you could probably get him in the fourth round as well. So um, if you're looking for more of a possession threat, you know, Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State, he's also in that mix, 6'2", 205. Um, yeah, he, he's uh, one of the most productive pass catchers ever in the Big 12. And, and then, uh, you know, I think every round you can find a guy that you that you like at that point in the draft. So the wide receiver is interesting for the Browns because it's you look at the depth chart and it's it's there's a lot of names. You know, there's a lot of bodies at wide receiver right now for for the Browns uh but there's some question marks about okay who, who's playing which role what's uh you know and, and obviously we know that the team like the Browns especially um Andrew Barry he's got somewhere he's got a he's got a 2024 roster and he's paying attention to that okay who's going to be our wide receivers on a 224 roster and is it somewhere we have to look at in this draft potentially add to what uh what the future is going to hold Talking with the great Dane Brugler from The Athletic, get his draft guide now, The Beast, 308 pages with your subscription to The Athletic. The Athletic puts out some great content. We love it here in Berea at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus. Would encourage you to do the same and get a copy of The Beast before the draft actually begins so you know who these guys are on day two and day three. All right, if I take a look at some of these other guys uh, – some players that stand out to me. I'm a Bowling Green guy. I'm a Bowling yeah. Green homer. I want to talk about Carl Brooks. Selfish? Probably. But where is this guy? He's getting a lot of buzz. He's kind mm. of moving up the draft board. Somehow didn't get invited to the combine, which right. is beyond me. But here's a guy that – where does he fit in here in this draft? Uh, yeah, somewhere – once you get to day three, I think he – wouldn't be surprised if he's the first pick on day three or, you know, he goes in the fifth round. I think mean, somewhere in that early day three range, fourth, fifth round, is where Brooks is probably going to go. And, yeah, he, he's used to wearing that orange and brown, so it would be a natural fit for him. Uh, six, three and a half, almost 300 pounds, play as mostly an edge rusher uh, for, for Bowling Green. But, you know, he's with his, that body type and his quickness, you want him on the interior. You want him as more of a three technique, play him over the B gap. Uh, I, he gives you that inside outside versatility. Um, you know, a guy that, you know, you can mix and match your defensive front with based off of what you want to do. Um, you know, you think about, you know, new defensive coordinator here, what they might want to do on the defensive line. I, I think he would fit with, uh, with, with kind of Cleveland's vision for how they want to build this defensive line, the type of versatility they want. And, and the, the price tag, you know, if you, if you don't have to draft Carl Brooks until that early day three range, 
that's the type of target you want to go for. So uh, he had a great senior bowl. Uh, like you said, not invited to the combine, but the pro day uh, uh, workout was, uh, I, I was told, very good. Not just the testing numbers, which were good, but also his position stuff. And that's what you want to see. And so um, I, the Browns will not be the only team looking at Carl Brooks once you get to day three. All right. And then in your seven-round mock, a guy that, that stood out, uh, a guy not on the radar, seventh-rounder, uh, left tackle. And, and it's it's yeah. a position for us where you take a look and, you know, we've got three tackles in the, in the building right now, but you, you need to build up a little bit of depth. We've got some good depth inside at the guard and at the center spot. But Jake Witt, a guy from Northern Michigan University you have on your list, but it's a guy that he's had a couple pro visits here leading up to this draft. Oh, yeah. And you know, it, it's hard to find sleepers anymore. I, the term sleeper gets way overused, right? You know, it, we, we, we know who these guys are. Um, I did not know who Jake Witt was until about mid-March when um, I, I was kind of tipped off about, hey, this guy at the Central Michigan Pro Day, uh, you know, he he had a pretty good workout. And uh, he, he's from northern Michigan. Um, he's actually a basketball player at Michigan Tech. Uh, then he decided he, he did play football in high school just two years, um, but he was mostly a basketball guy. That 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 was his focus. Um, he took all. He decided to become a. He was just a regular student uh, after he left basketball, and then he decided to join the football team. Uh, was never an offensive lineman. He was always a tight end. Uh, and then midway through the 2021 season, or towards the end of the 2021 season, they had so many injuries on the offensive line. They came to him with an offensive line jersey at halftime against Ferris State and said. We need you to tackle. And he had z- literally zero experience there. Never practiced it, little league, anything. Um, and so he got a few, like five minutes of practice reps in, went out there, and that's all she wrote. The last, uh, you know, 13 games or so, he's been playing at left tackle. And so this is a very young player, uh, 6'7", 310, or 302 pounds, uh, outstanding athlete, ran a 4'8", 940-yard dash, 37-inch vertical, unbelievable for a guy that size. Uh, a lot to like about Jake Witt as a developmental player. Um, I honestly, I, I gave him to the Browns because I know the Browns have shown some interest in him. Um, uh, almost every team has. Uh, he, he's been on um, 630 visits, some private workouts. Um, you know, I, I tweeted about all those. But, uh, you know, I, I, I gave him to the Browns in the early seventh round. Does he even make it that far? Now, there's a lot of buzz on Jake Witt and the type of development uh, that he could, you know, you could have with him. So not a plug and play guy by any means, but someone that you bring into your uh, with your coaching staff and you bring them along and you might have a gem uh, that uh, you could find in later rounds. All right. Big picture. First round here as we talk with Dan Brugler from The Athletic and our resident uh, draft guru. Uh, Bryce Young, number one. In your mock, in your seven-round mock, you think yeah. it still holds true here as we uh, as we count down to Kansas City in night one? I do. I think uh, as we get closer, I think we become more confident that's where the Panthers are going to go. And, you know, it's really it, – you have to be okay with the size, and that's it. As long as you're okay with the size, I think you feel great about everything else. Um, you know, it's – with all quarterbacks, you're sacrificing something, right? There's no such thing as a perfect quarterback. With some quarterbacks, you're sacrificing mobility. Or some you're sacrificing, maybe he's not the you know, pinpoint accurate guy. He, hopefully he comes along. With Bryce Young, you're obviously sacrificing size. He'll be the smallest quarterback in the NFL the moment he's drafted. You have to be okay with that. 
Uh, and if you are, you're going to love everything else, the vision, the processing, the accuracy. Uh, he really does play the position like a point guard, the ability to create space for himself, uh, anticipate passing windows, and really push the ball downfield. The intangibles are off the charts. So if I have to bet on any one of these quarterbacks, it's going to be Bryce Young. And I kind of cross my fingers that he's going to stay healthy. It's not a question of, you know, can he see over the line? And it's less about height as it is build. And can he stay durable? Can he stay healthy? Uh, 17 game schedule into the playoffs. That's the bigger question with Bryce Young. And some teams will come to the conclusion that we're not willing to bet on an outlier in the top five. I totally get it. I totally understand. Um, but for those that are saying he's worth the risk, I understand that as well. And I think that's where the Panthers are at with their uh, decision-making process. Houston wouldn't take a non-QB at number two, would they? I think we're, uh, I think there's a better chance they do than they take a quarterback. And I think it's easy for us on the outside looking in to say they need a quarterback. Uh, but we have to remember this is a first year coaching staff. They're not feeling rushed to to push the envelope to to take a quarterback if they're not 100% all in. And they, we, we have to remember they still have next year's uh, multiple first round picks next year, which I know Browns fans know about. So, um, you know, they don't feel like they have to do this if they're not in love. They like these quarterbacks, great. But if they don't love them, then you know what? Let's build a defense with a, a Tyree Wilson on a Texas Tech or a Will yeah, Anderson out of Alabama. D'Amico Ryans, exactly. You think about that San Francisco defense, and you know that that was as much of their success as anything. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan, as much praise as he uh, gets and deserves, that defense is a big part of what the 49ers have been the last few years. And you know, it's a. Uh, it, obviously I you're not going to compare these guys to Nick Bosa but a, a cornerstone uh defensive prospect that you can draft and build around I, I can understand if the Texans come to the conclusion that is the right way to go uh with the second overall pick this year Dane Brugler appreciate all of your time uh we'll break it all down after the draft but obviously you can catch Dane uh, on a number of our platforms youtube.com slash browns clevelandbrowns.com uh, he'll be on CBD this week, uh, Friday, to recap round one and look ahead to night number two in the draft. And, of course, uh, the week after when everything gets settled and we figure out who we have and uh, where we go from there. Mr. Brugler, rest that voice. Appreciate the time. And we will talk soon, my friend. You can catch uh, all of Dane's stuff on theathletic.com. Subscribe today. Get a copy of The Beast. Dane Brugler, appreciate the time, sir. No, thank you. Can't wait. Again, special thanks to Dane Brugler. Make sure you subscribe today to The Athletic. Get the draft guide. You will need the beast on Friday and on Saturday. There is no better guide in terms of knowing who the Browns have picked, the backgrounds on those players, and what to expect from those players and those new Cleveland Browns players than the beast and the draft guide that Dane Brugler puts out year in and year out. Dane will be appearing as well on numerous platforms here throughout the rest of the week and next week, breaking down all of our draft picks, clevelandbrowns.com, youtube.com slash Browns. It's also where you can find all of our latest editions of the best podcast available, including my interview with Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports NFL draft guru, Glenn Cook, assistant GM of your Cleveland Browns. 
all that and more to get you ready for Draft Weekend 2023. Now, from a radio network standpoint, all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns radio network, our coverage will start Thursday night at 8 p.m. No draft pick on Thursday, no matter. Ken Carmen, Nathan Zagura, Gerard Cherry will have complete coverage of round one of the draft. We'll have interviews with our players, front office, and coaches as well throughout the evening from 8 p.m. to midnight on Friday night. Things get down to business here. Round two and round three. Coverage starts at 7 o'clock. Again, Ken Carmen, Nathan Zagura, and former Buckeye great and current Browns analyst Tyvis Powell will join us on the broadcast. The voice of the Browns, Jim Donovan, will be here. Players, uh, the draft picks, the moment they get picked, they meet with the media, then they meet with us, and we introduce you to them. We'll have front office and coaching reaction as well later on on Friday night. Saturday, we get going at 12 o'clock. Nathan Zagura and three-time Super Bowl champ and Browns sideline analyst Gerard Cherry from noon to four. The picks from the third round should be here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus. We'll have them live in studio with us. Reaction, plus a busy, busy day. Again, two fourth-rounders, two fifth-rounders, a sixth and a seventh. That could always change, but that is the game plan as of right now. We'll have comprehensive coverage of the picks as they come in. We'll have the draft picks on with us as well. That's all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns radio network. Thanks to Drew Davidson for all of his hard work week in and week out. Yellowstone crushing it and doing it well every week. Shakes his head no. I say yes because this wouldn't look as good as it does without the great Yellowstone. Uh, Thanks to Dane Brugler from The Athletic for all of his hard work. Thank you for watching. Thanks for listening. We are back with you next week to break down the Browns draft class. I'm Jason Gibbs. This is the best podcast available. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.